a lot of analysts are talking about the fact that i mean well colby has a big fucking mouth everybody knows this um and his call out of dustin poirier uh and it being do you mean do you mean louisiana swamp trash justin poirier <laughs> apparently uh yeah. I, I like the diamond a little better as opposed, sure. <laughs> as opposed to the cuck <laughs> but uh, here's, the, here's the thing if any show is going to talk about it <laughs> ryan you said it i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot you said it wait what said what you said hey where there's smoke <laughs> or something I don't remember that. There's where there's smoke, there's cuck. Is that is that <laughs> yeah? Is that is that what you're and... referring to? I don't recall saying that. <laughs> let's cue, let's cue the intro. <laughs> cue the intro. Fire it up. Hey, you know why I love hey. MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100 percent true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people together. Yes, let's get back to Well, welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. I'm Jeff Nowitzki here to tell you Kayla's not making it in the UFC this year. <laughs> Next to me is my host with some killer headphones on and a sweet guitar on his wall. A couple of them, actually. Who, who's that? Who's that next to me? I'll go by my actual given name. I'm Ryan. Hello. And that's Hi, a bass guitar, to be precise. And then that's an acoustic guitar. And there's some My Little Ponies in the background as well. How about that? <laughs> I, I am not going to judge, my dude. I'm wearing a Nightmare Before Christmas poncho. Also referred to as a, a drug rug, right? Do you call those drug rugs? Oh. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's what is they it? call them. Is it? I guess it could be. Yeah. Super dark. Uh, hello. My, <laughs> uh, my name is Song Yadong. It's good to be here today. Welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. Song, Song Yadong? Could that work? Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Song Yadong. I like that. Well, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad I get to spend another evening chatting with my favorite MMA friends about combat sports. Hamzat Chemaev is not here. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But Ryan is, and so is Sonya Dom. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want to touch on the fight night in a little bit. Uh, human human punching bag and future coloring book aficionado Chris Moutinho was fighting. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> he's on the on, early prelims. He's the second fight on the early prelim at one. <laughs> oh, it locks at one p.m. I'm looking at ESPN's pick'em game right now. Uh, what a fall from grace for him, you know. Hey, he's in the UFC still. He sure you know, is. Speaking of Chris Moutinho. I'm uh, loading up ESPN, going to the MMA homepage. Let's be real. We're likely the only ones who are speaking of him, but carry on. Let's get him on the Uh, show. Chris Moutinho is the featured ad sponsor for Celsius right now on the ESPN MMA homepage on the right ledger. Celsius the energy drink? Yes. Weird. It's strange. It's almost like they knew we were talking about him. But he doesn't have his lime green hair. It's, uh, It's a unexciting bleach blonde. That kind of bums me out. I really wish Celsius would sponsor us. Hey. Yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, I would take Celsius or any other energy drink. 
I could get punched literally 700 times over 15 minutes the same way he can. Probably in more, you know, <laughs> you're do gonna a more need, fantastic ending. You're going to need a lot of hydration after that. So much hydration. I would suggest Celsius energy. I would suggest Celsius. <laughs> See what I did there? Get at us. I do. The pretty neat podcast.com. Hit our mail, hit our mailbag, send us send us some water. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty. Yeah. Like, you want to you want to talk about what happened this past weekend? Do, do you? <laughs> Did you see me shrug? I kind of went like that. Like, yeah. I mean, this is an audio podcast, so shrugging is kind of ineffective. But you guys can see me. Uh, I, I want to talk about Bryce Mitchell. Sure. Let's do it. When we recap events and the recaps of the events. Let's talk about Bryce fucking Mitchell. I'm a fan. And did you see what Dana White did? No. Dana said, hey, keep your 45 grand. I'll donate 45 grand to the medically fragile homeless children population of Arkansas. Um, so so shout out to good guy Dana White and good guy Bryce Mitchell. Well, Bryce mm-hmm. should still donate his 45K. He, I also he said he, he was I, going to. Yeah, I also think that. But I think it's cool that Dana's doing it. And mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, that money appears to be headed towards people who desperately need it. So that's good. Yeah. He should also, I like his shorts. <laughs> yeah, right. The camo shorts. Has anybody else cl- taken a claim to that? Is it just him? No, they're they're reserved for him, which I find strange. But at the same time, like, that's cool. Like a, a, the 11th ranked at the time, featherweight lays claim to the only person that's allowed to wear the camo trunks yeah. uh, i guess it's like the real that's the real tree camo i think he was very specific in the type of camo that it was real tree is a brand um which you probably know i don't mean to say that like you don't but it is a it is, uh yes i think it's cool and you know what for me bryce mitchell is approaching like 2019 cody garbrandt territory for me in well wow. emotionally i don't know how i'm gonna handle it when alexander volkanovsky inevitably knocks him out um do you think he gets that far i think max holloway knocks him out first uh is holloway not going up to lightweight or is that something that's just headcanon for me i think eventually he's going to remember the guy is still in his 20s it's insane to think about max holloway yeah max holloway is the oldest 20 year old on earth (laughs) (laughs) well he's not 20 in his 20s yeah (laughs) sure um I don't think, I think if Bryce Mitchell employs that level of smothering ground control, he can beat anyone in the division. Now, here's the thing. I watched Alexander Volkanovsky get, if memory serves, triangle choked and rear naked choked by Brian Ortega in the same fight, and somehow he still won. So fuck you. (laughs) If Brian Ortega can't do those two things to you, certainly uh, Bryce Mitchell can't, I don't think. Yeah, but prob- probably not with a twister on Volk. I am looking forward to his next probably two fights where he climbs up into the top three or five in the the featherweight division for sure. They're uh, they're they're hinting at Josh Emmett. I heard that was being mm-hmm. thrown around. I thought that that's would be a good, a good that's a good fight. fight. Yeah, absolutely. I think Calvin Cater would be a good fight as well. Yeah. Even uh, Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega. Why not? 
I think yeah. Maybe he's gonna take this after a fight. Little maybe he's got to win ground, ground, ground on ground violence. Yeah. Ooh. Little jujitsu on jujitsu crime. They should just do the combat jujitsu where they can slap each other. Ooh, yes, good call. Open <laughs> hand slaps to the face is even more demeaning. <laughs> it did, is. Did you did you guys see the knockout slap at the Arnold uh, strongman? This I heard about it. I didn't see it. <laughs> and Arnold's sitting there like five feet away, going, "Why the fuck did I allow this year?" <laughs> yeah, I heard that the most thing was he was just somewhat sitting there thinking, like, "What the fuck has my life become?" Yeah, just watching two <laughs> obese people slap each other, <laughs> and then one of them got knocked out so fucking hard. I like that. I actually am a fan of the Arnold Strongman. I am too. Thing. It's a beautiful event, and I watch it. Yeah, every year. Those those men are, and the world's strongest man mm-hmm. are usually usually the same competitors, right? Those guys are. I think your average person who doesn't really, they'd be like, oh, there's like a, like a chubby dad guy, except he can literally pull a, a fucking semi truck with his pinky finger. Like <laughs> the, the just brute strength those men have and women that compete are just, just phenomenal. I think any one of them could probably avoid the takedown and smothering of Colby Covington. <laughs> I don't think he's yeah. that strong and that skilled. Uh, well, he, I mean, we're talking about guys that clock in comfortably north of 300 pounds. Yeah. And Colby Covington is 170. Correct. And he, he kind of seems like a guy who doesn't cut much weight. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Technique or not, it's so he can't wrestle a 350 pound man to the ground and hold him there. I would imagine. Correct. I'd like to see it. Me too. That's what I'm saying. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of cross sport <laughs> fights or cross sport competitions, but specifically fights, um, Aaron in the was it the it was either the Discord or our group message. Uh, join the Discord on prettyneatpodcast.com. You said that Camaro says he would stop Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah, he said it in the pre-fight uh, press conferences for the last card, uh, just while he was taking interview questions. Mm-hmm. And he was he was talking about doing that before he uh, completed his trilogy uh, with with Colby. And I was like, well, uh, there's a couple people you could fight before Canelo. <laughs> Primarily ones in the UFC that people want to watch. Yeah. Um, and realistically, Colby, uh, uh, I want to see Colby fight him again now. I, I really kind of didn't before. Okay. But now I'm into it. Um, so, but no, here's where I was going with that. And this, I think maybe bleeds into the Kayla Harrison thing before we circle back. I, I mean, I guess I don't want to derail us. Is there anything else to say about Colby and, and Masvidal that went kind of exactly how I thought it would go? Uh, they really do hate each other. There was legit extra security in the ring, and I don't think the UFC is going to stage something to that degree. Um, but, it, you know. It's exactly how – it went exactly how we said it was going to – we thought yeah. it would go. It sounds like Masvidal Connor is on the table now. That'd be that's fun. The, that's the rumor, right? In his performance, it makes it more enticing, right? Because it would be more of a stand-up – Trading back and forth, Masvidal, 37, Connor, mid-30s, coming off a pretty severe injury. 
Would that be his first yeah. fight back? Does that yes. I mean does that make sense? Be his first fight back to fight I think Jorge it does. at one seventy. I think it does. Yeah. I would throw Nate in there. Make it make it for the BMF belt. That way, all three of them stay interesting since none of them are in the title picture. Yeah, I think they're going to give Connor a title shot though. Make yeah, it for the fuck, that they make it sound. For, Make it for the BMF belt against if Jorge. He can, <laughs> if he can get back to 155, I think he wants a shot at Charles Oliveira. Um, Bisping was on Rogan's podcast kind of saying, hey, if Connor, if Connor tags you, you're in trouble. Uh, I think Gaethje is a tough matchup for Connor. I, I, kind of in a way, I don't think Oliveira is. I think stylistically, and I, Oliveira would still probably be the favorite and should be. Um, I, I'm not doing that whole thing. I just think, I think Connor would have a shot at that fight or in that fight. Um, I think Connor probably do okay against Masvidal. Um, but the notion that Kamaru Usman could stop Canelo Alvarez is fucking ludicrous. And it, there's no way he actually believes it. I hope. And it got me thinking like, why don't boxers come out and say, Hey, I could beat Kamaru Usman in a, in an MMA match. And then it dawned on me. Like he doesn't, you know, Kamaru Usman wants $100 million for fighting Canelo. Canelo already has $100 million. He doesn't need to go into an MMA cage, but I think Canelo knows I couldn't beat him in an MMA match. It wouldn't even be close. No, not a guy who out-wrestles Colby. No, no, exactly. And so the, but I mean, come on, it's, it's a. And outstrikes Jorge. (laughs) You're going to, you're going to do something that literally the greatest boxers on earth have not even been close to doing. You're going to figure it out. Good luck. Ask Michael Jordan about playing for the White Sox. Good fucking luck. Exactly. I'm not Kamaru, could, Kamaru couldn't stop Stylebender. Like, if, if we're just going name for name, not that Stylebender's as big of a name globally as Kamaru is, but like the super fight the MMA or the UFC wants, I'm sure, is Kamaru and Stylebender, right? That's probably the biggest fight they could make. But Kamaru, nobody would pick Kamaru to stop Adesanya in that fight. He might, he may very well win on the ground, but nobody would say he's going to stop him. No, right? I think you're right. What do you think, Puncher's Chance? Um, so that's <laughs> that's that for me. Since we re recap, uh, a lot of analysts are talking about the fact that I mean, well, Colby has a big fucking mouth. Everybody knows this. Um, and his call out of Dustin Poirier, uh, and it being—do you mean do you mean Louisiana Swamp Trash Dustin Poirier? <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah. I, I like the diamond a little better as opposed sure. <laughs> as opposed to the cuck. <laughs> but uh, here's the here's the thing: if any show is going to talk about it, <laughs> Ryan, you said it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. You said it. Yeah. Wait. What said what? what? You said, hey, where there's smoke <laughs> or something. I don't there's, remember there's, that. There's, there's, there's where there's smoke, there's cuck. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that, is that, and is that what you're referring to? Because I don't recall saying that. <laughs> let's, cue, let's cue the intro. <laughs> cue the intro. Cue the intro. I mean, Fire it up. Listen, whatever, whatever LST, that's Louisiana Swamp Trash, Poirier. <laughs> And his wife are into, and I do not think he's a cug. Don't get me wrong. Whatever they're into is fine. But this is like more than one guy now who's saying it. And 
Hey, that's fine with me. Who yeah, gives a shit? Course. I don't care what's sure going know. on. <laughs> but I do know is that Poye is in a weight class that's 15 pounds lower than his. And he's not a title contender at the moment. He just lost his title bid. Like you're going after somebody who's losing. You're calling out somebody who's on a who's on a loss, not in your fucking weight class, and probably would beat him. I think that Poirier would would have a a better chance than Masvidal, and it's only because he he used to fight at welterweight and went down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's only because he's a better fighter than Masvidal, because <laughs> which a better... is also true. <laughs> Maybe, but um, actually, I know Colby would probably win that fight uh, if we're being honest with the wrestling, because that's how Dustin lost. It's just it's how he lost to Khabib. It's how he would lose to anyone. It's essentially but, how he lost Oliveira. Yeah, essentially. Um, but but man, his Colby's record's just not impressive. It, it it it's not as impressive as he anybody else in the top five. Like he came off a washed Lawler and a washed Damian Maya, a washed Tyron Woodley. A wash Tyron Woodley, a Masvidal who's just lost twice in a row to Usman after he's coming off a winning streak. Like he's he's beating washed people and people who are coming off losses and ne- and are actively changing directions. He's a Jake Paul right now. He's just also an incredibly incredible athlete um, don't get me yes, wrong he yes he is but we've seen power pressure wrestlers get really really far with their power pressure wrestling and eventually they get ben Askren or eddie frankie edgar <laughs> or or they get submitted you know they get figured out eventually and he's punching down because he has not had to punch up yet and won Hmm. every so time looking, he's punched up he has lost and then it's been it's been Usman each time that's all yeah he lost in 2015 um so you're yeah. not you're not wrong he he doesn't really have a signature win you wouldn't Does say he? Tyron going ah my rib no I wouldn't <laughs> it's not a signature win plus didn't didn't Woodley have him in trouble in that fight early? Mm-hmm. He clipped yeah. him. He's yeah. Colby has gotten clipped in every single fight he's in. Yeah, Masvidal dropped him in the fourth round. Yeah, he's just he's just such a fucking athlete that mm-hmm. he recovers fast. I think he knows how to pull oxygen into his body real fucking quick. Yeah, and uh, I mean he's, he's good, in but, killer shape. But I want to say he's super clean with his diet and his everything. So, yeah, but I mean, I want to see him fight Leon Edwards. I would want to see I want to see him fight uh, Vincente Luque or Gilbert or Kamzat or Gilbert Burns. Like all these people are fucking high rollers that are below him in the rankings. And he has not beat a single fucking one of the people below him. Reasonably, except Masvidal. Except Masvidal, who again is coming off two losses. Mm-hmm. So, there, no. where there's smoke, there's Cuckby <laughs> or Colby Cuckington. Yes, I like and, that one. And uh, I'm Colby gonna Colby Cuckington is good. 
and I want to, and I want to see, uh, I want to see him beat somebody that I don't think he will beat. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Thanks for that's, listening. That's to my fair. That's fair. And I really got fucking offended every time the broadcast team said around which this event was built. I wanted to puke because this fucking card lost two title fights before this was the main event don't bullshit us <laughs> what title fights alexander volkanovsky was supposed to be on this and aljo peter Jan was scheduled That's for right. this date at one point That's fucking stupid. that is the thing john annex says though i guess that's true that's just the co-main event thing we had kevin holland back yeah he looked pretty good kind of yeah, he won. And, yeah, he yes, yes, he did. Did your guys' broadcast go out? Yes. So you did not see him win? No, I did. It went out after. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right when it went out. Hmm. Um, I, sorry, I'm looking for all of the different fights. Oh, yeah, it is Chris Moutinho and Celsius. That's weird. This is on the top, <laughs> the top banner right? and the right banner on ESPN. What the fuck, ESPN? Isn't that strange? Super strange. <laughs> Uh, the the RDA Moicano thing was something. I mean, it was a beatdown, right? Yeah, but then he had like that weird surge at the end. I mean, was that really a surge or was RDA showing mercy? I don't know. It's hard to tell, but at, at any rate, that that thing that fight should have been stopped in the fucking third round. That was <laughs> yes, dangerous. It was yes. dangerous. And um, it seemed like the referee was going to. He said something like, if he's not going to stop it, I might. Yeah, he said, I'm going to see what the corner's going to do. And then I'll give him, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna take a look. And then all that for nothing. He called the doctor in twice? Yep. Two times? For nothing. And, you know, Vegas, uh, the Vegas Athletic Commission appointed doctors like, yeah, I don't care. He's fine. <laughs> you know, let him fight. If they're not going to throw the talent, yeah, let them take some more punishment. Um, it was interesting, right? How it's hard to hold you, debate Benato? about. Welterweight. <laughs> He's good. He can take more. He can take more punches. <laughs> mm-hmm. He got Chris Patino for those last two rounds. That's for sure. Um. Uh. Yeah, you were talking the ne- Nega Mariano. And Kennedy in 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 Jekawu in Sechaku in Sechaku, uh, that was a weird one. Mm-hmm. Bad eye poke, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sergey Spivak and Greg Hardy. Turns out Greg Hardy's just not that skilled. Can't wrestle. Yep. Probably the one thing I've gotten right. Yeah. The entirety that we've been doing this show. Uh, <laughs> What's funny too is, you know, maybe his inability to wrestle was also present when he played football. And that's why he wasn't playing football anymore, too. <laughs> Never maybe. mind. We won't get into um, it. Tim Elliott looked good. Tim Elliott yeah. did look good. That was surprising. I mean, it was a it was a, a clear stylistic advantage for him, just the way he fights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Umar Nurmagomedov, I, I recognize that last name, uh, absolutely dominated Brian Kelleher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, steamrolled him. It was interesting, though, watching Khabib cornering 
the guy that Tim Elliott beat the shit out mm-hmm. of because Ulan they're both Bekov. from his camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean that given that kid was younger. Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes sense. But Tim Elliott's footwork reminds me of Dominic Cruz a lot. Yes. Yeah, and, and the like, way his shoulders kind of hunch forward and close up. Yeah. And it yep. seems like the that aggressive Dominic Cruz look and immediate backdoor escapes when they wrap up your legs is like mm-hmm. how you get away from a Nurmagomedov trained fighter. Yes. And I want to keep a really close eye on other um, Jamie Krause trained uh, uh, camp fighters when they face mm-hmm. Nurmagomedovs now. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Did you hear, speaking of Khabib or Kebab cornering, uh, <laughs> what he said to his cousin? No. I heard this on a different show, but I guess he said, I guess Umar was kind of frustrated that so many people were like kind of around him after the fight. And Khabib looked at him and was like, hey, just lose and this all goes away. And I thought that was a really interesting like a like a maybe interesting is not the right word like a telling like the mindset you have to have right you don't want a crowd you don't want people talking to you after a fight then lose and obviously you know i i think if if he loses they kill him so he's not going to do that on purpose but then to the front lines in ukraine yeah that's right the speaking of mar marn marina that's probably yeah. not right marina morose uh from the ukraine she won that was cool good was speech cool. we we do mm-hmm. feel for ukraine on the pretty neat podcast definitely we do YouTube. uh and that uh jamie malarkey is in the name power rankings but got hit in the head a lot okay. <laughs> turner man the tarantula mm-hmm. good nickname also six three and a lightweight damn that's yeah scary. that's strange That's right scary. he has such a huge reach advantage he, he 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 looks like he's as well he is as tall as most middleweights but uh yeah that's a frightening proposition if you can keep the weight down yeah mm-hmm. on uh on this page we may as well there's a headline that says kayla harrison on why she's staying with the pfl i'll say it no drug testing and guaranteed wins <laughs> <laughs> There's a 99% chance that I will win. <laughs> so have they declared what they're paying her? Um, not that I know of. Disclose, not to, not declared. I'm sorry. And it's certainly um, more than a million. She's going to, tr- she's going to win at the yeah. end of the year. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to be clear when I say this, I, I'm torn on this and here's why. I really, really, really want to see Kayla fight in the UFC. I think we all do. Um, I think the UFC is dropping the ball here because you want that name if you can get it. But if you're Kayla Harrison, you're saying, okay, PFL is going to pay me more than enough money. And there's a real good chance I'm going to win an additional million dollars. And I'm taking no damage. I can't falter. And there's no Jeff, Jeff Nowitzki doesn't work here. So, yeah. you know, I'm good. I, I don't, I'm not faulting her. To me, the blame is on, uh, I guess, on the UFC. But even then, maybe not. Maybe it's just, hey, this is just 
the the one that got away so to speak the there's a line in here it says at one point in the process meeting her uh sort of contract negotiations sources said harrison was fully expecting to sign with bellator and fight chris cyborg as early as next month but Pelator and pfl pelator is pfl and bellator mixed together pfl matched the bellator offer late in february and kayla is aware of the criticisms that she has yet to fight the best female fighters in the world she likely uh, won't it certainly doesn't seem that she's going to fight them anytime soon pfl has added former bellator women's featherweight champ julia budd you guys know bellator better than i do um for the 2022 season which would be the biggest test for harrison to date yeah i think julia budd has been in well she was in bellator and i think she got rolled up by cyborg mm. And then prior to that, I think she was best known as a, a really strong wrestler. So it could be interesting, wrestling on wrestling. Uh, but Kayla's definitely shown way more advancements in her game. Her uh, her manager, Ali Abdelaziz, said the new deal will pay, quote, seven figures per year, whether she wins PFL's $1 million playoffs or not. So there you have it. She's going to make over a million dollars, right? Um, Every single year. And then likely she will add another million dollars to it each and every season of the PFL in perpetuity until she decides to no longer fight because she's just that much better than everyone else. Yeah. That's, uh, do you think? Hard to argue with. So Kayla says PFL is willing to cross-promote or co-promote with another promotion. Now, the UFC doesn't play that game, but PFL being under the ESPN umbrella makes it maybe a little more possible than like a 1FC crossfight would be. Yeah. I think more likely it's going to be a Bellator cross-promotion where mm-hmm. they still make the cyborg fight happen mm-hmm. um, that they're co-promoting. And then we, you know, that's... That's an interesting challenge. So I can, I can see that. That, that may have been in negotiations as well. I think I mean, it is. Compared to whatever the PFL is going to throw at her. These, Julia these poor girls who are like <laughs> not legitimate competitive fighters. They're like, hey, go go fight that bulldog right there. Like, no. No, please. <laughs> I think I would pick her to beat Cyborg, but I love Kayla Harrison. So <laughs> I, would, I would do the same, to be quite honest. I would, at this point in time, I would pick her to beat Cyborg. Yeah, yeah, she's strong. Mm-hmm. She's strong. Uh, do you think maybe coming to the UFC, she has some like Ronda Rousey fear, like that she'll come in and all the hype will be behind her and she gets crippled by the first actual competitor who can crack her hard enough? No. I mean, um, think about it. I mean, if we really, really think about it logically, she fights at 155, right? The UFC doesn't have a 155 pound division. Yeah, that would yeah. be Charles Who they bring Oliveira. In, right? That would be Charles, Charles Oliveira. Alexander Volkanovsky is going to fight Kayla Harrison. I don't know. Even money. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> hey, there's I mean, they they could find some some people. Get Megan Anderson back. She was she's so tall that she would probably like that weight class. Holly Holm could maybe get up there. Maybe not, though. Uh, Jermaine, nah, Jermaine I mean, Durandame. 
she could she she fought for the first featherweight women's title so she probably cuts and then quickly abdicated that belt when faced with the prospect of fighting amanda nunez cyborg cyborg yeah that's right so wait a second so for women is bantamweight heavier than featherweight no 135 then why hmm. featherweight's 145 kayla fights a lightweight Right. So, so 155. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, I think in my head, this is, I've always had this backwards. There is no one big enough, physically big enough to fight Amanda at Featherweight in the UFC. That's what we're saying. And that's 145, much less 155. Amanda right. could make 155 for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh. we're talking about her going up where she has been routinely making 135 so the physical advantage is definitely on kayla's side we're just yes. talking about potentially a, a gap in skill yes Damn. certainly striking skill you give the edge to nunez uh you know i don't know what kayla's jujitsu is like but i would imagine her wrestling is better but i don't know i fucking had a great time watching the events this past weekend I gotta say, there's a lot of catch weights fights happening too. Uh, is it just because of the um, reacting to sudden cancellations and and stuff like that, or or is there gonna be a need for real talk about another weight class? I honestly think it's last minute cancellations. You get people who aren't in camp. Right. Like I can fight, but I can't make 155 in four days. So let's let's fight at 160. But I mean, you bring up a uh, an interesting point. They should have a 165 division. Yeah, they should have a 165. And then and you take make the it, 170 to up to 175. You make it Poye and Colby. That's the title at 165. Fight. That's the first title fight at 165. Remember Dustin used to fight at featherweight. Remember he got beat by Connor at 145. Yeah. Is he is he going up to 165? Because Connor at 170 doesn't look big. Hmm. What would you call that? Like super lightweight? Cruiser. They'd probably go cruiser. Cruiser. 195 would be cruiserweight. Is it? You take you go 185, then 195 for cruiserweight. Mm. 205 for lightweight. Light heavy, light light light, yeah. light heavyweight, yeah. and I would go. I would do a two twenty five, and then a, a, a super heavyweight. I would do. Oh. I'd do. That would be cool. I would do that. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of super heavyweight, they said that Greg Hardy came in fight week over three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that poor motherfucker had to cut like thirty pounds. <laughs> you know what? America needs Greg Hardy. I'm not really sure for what. I just know that we do. Oh man. Should we talk about making some picks for the upcoming weekend? There is a fight on this card that if you're an MMA fan at all, you've at least got to tune in for it. On this upcoming card. Yeah, you guys know which one I'm talking about? Uh it depends on whether or not you're being serious or you're lying no i am being serious no no no. i'm being totally serious 
I would have to say the the Alex Pereira fight, you know? That yep. That's yeah. the fight. That's that a, is the fight. That's going to be a good fight. <laughs> and what's interesting is he's only a minus 170 favorite and you know, I would imagine in betting circles people know he's the only guy who stopped Stylebender, right? Yes. So, it's weird that they have not made him kind of a bigger favorite. Yeah. Um, I will certainly be tuning in for this one. Mm-hmm. He's got a massive reach advantage too. Excuse me. We all drink on this show. We understand. Uh, I think that's the reason he didn't come in as the bigger favorite is that three, one or no, you know, he's, he is kind of fresh to MMA for MMA sure. MMA combatants. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes from that knocked out Israel and kickboxing. Uh, so, uh, I can see where it's coming in. Uh, but he survived wrestlers already, and Israel doesn't really wrestle. Well, Israel, at, at least at 185, just has no problem with any wrestler. Yeah. How does how does Bruno fare in this fight? But and I know we don't usually talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice, nice Encanto reference, as always. Um, Damn it. Sorry, I'll take off my stupid (laughs) Disney thing now. Uh, So, Bruno Silva's got three fights in the UFC. He's won them all by TKO. Two in round one, one in round three. So, he's a striker. He's got a five-inch reach disadvantage. He's also four inches shorter than Alex Pereira. Uh, I think this is a, a fucking banger right here. But look at how many strikes mm. Bruno throws per minute. Almost six. Every 10 seconds he's throwing a sick. No, that's landed. Yeah. Yeah, landed. Um, yeah. I need to so, know so how much he takes though. He's how much is he taking? More than that. 2.87. Yeah. Because his striking defense has to be on point, otherwise he's yeah. going to get lit up. Because look how in striking accuracy, Pereira gets hit. Yeah. Ooh. So what we can this, see is not Hamza numbers, but it's close. <laughs> in order for Bruno to get those numbers, he has to close the distance, which is how he's got to beat Alex. Because Alex at range is when he's the most dangerous, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, this is a guy who's a champion kickboxer who's, you know, trying to learn how to stuff a takedown. Mm-hmm. And this guy's not going to go for those takedowns, probably. Doesn't look like he has any takedown accuracy, so that fares, <laughs> probably has fares a for a stand-up for battle. <laughs> no takedown accuracy. Not going to do it. Yeah, this is, is going to be a really fun fight. Is this a significant test for Alex, or is this just a really fun fight? Why can't it be both? Okay. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know enough about either of them to know if it's a significant test, right? And stuff changes when you get to the UFC. Um, he's not a Ben Askren or Kayla Harrison name, right? So he doesn't get to fight Stylebender right away. He's got to get probably five fights under his belt first, six fights, like six pretty good wins. But I could see him getting a shot at a top, well, a guy ranked somewhere between like eighth and 15th after this. Why not? Yeah, why not? Here's what's concerning for Silva, though. His striking defense is at 32%. That's a real problem. (laughs) 
That's uh that's an issue. And uh right now I think Alex has only fought in the UFC once, right? It was that his first fight and he knocked the guy out in the second round, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And he got rocked in the first round. He did get rocked. You're right. His uh his abs- strikes absorbed per minute right now is at a 0.57. That's that's pretty good. Striking defense at 72%. Neither guy has attempted any takedowns in the UFC. Um, takedown defense for Alex, 71%. Bruno Silva, very similar, 68%. So yeah, this is gonna be a stand-up banger. And I'm um, I'm gonna go ahead and call my shot. I think Alex Pereira knocks him out with the head kick. Oh, I do too. I hope so. And I definitely a- think he knocks him out. I don't know specifically how. Yeah. I think uh Bruno Silva is gonna come in, be overly aggressive. And Alex Pereira, you know, that's that's how he knocked out uh, Stylebender, if I'm not mistaken. It was yep. it was a head kick knockout. So I could see more of the same. Yep. Yeah. Next, the next fight on the main card is Terrence McKinney and Drew Dober. I'm concerned for Terrence McKinney's well-being in this fight. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I understand his record here, but uh, and he has a reach advantage. Good for him. But he's very, very fresh to the game. Let's be, and he had that that great win over the Steamroller Frivola, and he had a win after that, if I recall correctly. He's um, a cool nickname. Yeah, I want to make sure that that's that that's right. Did it was it? Where's past fights? Uh, you passed it. Did I? Ah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he beat somebody uh, here, Zion, submitted him, right? Uh, Drew Dober, Drew Dober uh, is, is pretty Tasmanian devilish, man. And, uh, and he's been around for quite a long time. And I think that Terrence is an up-and-comer that I want to watch, like, for sure. I really like his story and such. But... Um, I think Drew's got a really, really good chance of stopping the hype train, if you will. And uh, I look forward to that fight, too, Mm because these are going to be two good. And Drew's coming off a loss, so this is going to be two guys who really, really want to win. And are these prelims, does it say? Oh, this is main main. card. Main card, okay. That's a big main card. Yeah, big main card. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh. Alex Alex Caceres looks like they caught him off guard with that picture right there. <laughs> what? Like, what? What? Like someone called his name, <laughs> or like his side piece walked in and he wasn't expecting. Oh, he's it. like, oh fuck. Yeah. Well, you don't like Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres? Man, he's all right. <laughs> uh, Khalil Roundtree and Carl Roberson are here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. They're Khalil Rantree's leg kicks are a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that's where I'm going to stick that. Yeah, stick that there. (laughs) Yeah, so dick yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny for all our listeners. That's who Alex Caceres is fighting. (laughs) I just totally wasn't expecting that. His nickname is Super. (laughs) Super (laughs) Dick Yourself. Dom Dom Special. Dom. Dom. Oh!
Ryan, what do you what do you make of Russell Wilson getting traded today? Did you see that, dude? The 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 Seahawks are are fully blowing it up and rebuilding. Yes. Um, the Broncos definitely just hemorrhaged everything to try and get a quarterback, but the fact that they were piecing off other key players, a la mm-hmm. Von Miller last year, I'm not sure if they have enough to to win. So it looks like he's going to go back, right? Um, to Denver, but that doesn't matter. Ultimately, I agree with you. I think you you blow it up for a quarterback when the quarterback is the thing that puts you over. Right. Uh, we saw that with the Rams. I'm a Rams fan, full disclosure, but it's true. They they blew it up to get the one piece, and then they won the Super Bowl. Right? They didn't blow it up, but they traded away every draft pick they will ever have. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson even helps them win the division. No, because they're in the same division as the Chargers, the Chiefs. I mean, the Raiders – are respectable. Um, God, the Chiefs are the best team say. in that division as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing. And then they're competing with the chart. Justin Herbert's only going to get better, right? They, yeah, just, I mean, uh, they just signed uh, Mike, Williams, uh, uh, Will, right? Mike Williams to another mm-hmm. deal to lock him up. So the offense is loaded. The you Chiefs French. They should have been in the playoffs last year. So it's, it's not an easy division. Oh, yeah. They fucking fell apart. Uh, the Chiefs franchise, their star left tackle, right? So they're not gonna they're not gonna lose out on a supremely talented um, offensive line piece. The Raiders will likely get better. It's a really competitive division, mm-hmm. and now the Broncos are in there. They were scrappy, but I nothing really stands out to me. I mean, we saw Russell Wilson in a competitive division this year, and they didn't make the playoffs. And the other three teams did, right? So. Oh, wow, they did. Yeah. It's, it's, if you're Seattle, I don't have as much of a problem with Seattle blowing it up because there's, they're not better than the Rams. They're not better than the Cardinals. I, you know, maybe I will see what happens with the Niners, but. I, I mean, mean, they really, they released Bobby Wagner too. And I mean, he's, he's an all pro. They just so, they released him. Bobby Wagner, do you want to come play at SoFi? <laughs> you want to come play with the defending champs? Player? I mean, he's going to let's do it. He's going to get paid, but I mean, he could also choose to play for a for a contender, right? Yeah. So a lot of veterans do. I, I want to like, win a Super Bowl, so like I'll, I'll sign like the Rams potentially. That's right. The Chargers need a better middle linebacker as well, so I could see that happening. Probably not though. Hmm. I mean, who knows? Yeah, Bobby Bobby Wagner's a stud. Dude, he's legit. He's a tackling machine. Oh, he'd be a perfect fit for the Rams. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, you know, I don't know. The NFL is weird, right? The NFL is a weird, it's a, it's like a zero sum game. Like you, you either win the Super Bowl or you don't. And the, you know, the, you know what the Broncos fans thought is they, they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. And oh, yeah, they, and then he he decided to go back to Green Bay. What they fail to realize is everybody in the Green Bay organization almost immediately and almost without exception loses their jobs if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, whether if they trade him or if he goes as a free agent. And I'm not kidding. Like, they've talked – are you a baseball fan at all? Yeah. yeah. They've talked about, like, 
should the angels trade Mike Trout, right? Should they blow it up, get as much as you can for him. And somebody, I will never forget this. Somebody, I was watching two guys on TV talk about it. And the guy was like, listen to me. If you trade Mike Trout, you get fired 20 seconds later. These men are in the, the business of keeping their jobs. And you simply, <laughs> you simply can't do that. Right. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is. You, you trade him. You may as well, you may as well quit. And so they were going to do everything they had to up to and including paying him $200 million over four years to stay in green Bay. And so he was never going to go there. And so good for the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson is in many ways, like the very best quarterback available. Um, we'll see if Deshaun Watson ever plays again. I don't know, but it's it just, it's interesting. It's an interesting move. It, it, I don't think it changes much in the AFC and I don't think it changes much in the NFL, but we're talking about it and it's March. So yeah, it's interesting because they have a a pretty good running game. They have two solid running backs. He's also a mobile quarterback. That's going to play a lot into the play action. They have young receivers. Uh, They did trade Noah fan who was their starting tight end in the deal to Seattle. So I don't know. We'll see what they do in free agency. Right. They, they gave away their first rounder. Uh, they gave away a shitload of picks for somebody that they have no guarantee of extending and keeping long term. Yeah. So, so I'll push football doesn't work the way that basketball does or baseball. It's it's likely they do have a guarantee they're going to keep him. Um, quarterbacks that are high profile like that don't change teams via free agency very often. Um, especially once they're comfortable with a system and that sort of thing. Um, I guess Tom Brady would be the notable exception, but even then that would, you know, 20 plus years in new England. Um, yeah, that's, that doesn't even apply. So it is likely that they, they are pretty sure they will be able to extend him. Um, the other thing with the draft picks and I know NFL teams value their draft picks in a way that just other sports don't, but there's no Russell Wilson in the NFL draft. Right. The Rams have given up every pick they have forever for quite a few guys, but you can't draft the Lombardi trophy and there's no Matt Stafford in the NFL draft. There's no Aaron Donald in the NFL draft. It's just not there. Right. So, and even if you get that guy, if you get him, you're, you probably had a high enough pick that you're not a very good team. So does it really matter? Like, I don't know. I'd rather have Russell Wilson than a handful of picks, I guess. Yeah, it's a proven commodity. It's the trade-off, right? You have a He's been an MVP, he's won the Super Bowl. <clears throat> yeah, cap flexibility versus a proven commodity that you know what you're going to get to a certain extent that you can realistically plan for and build around. Yeah, I, I if the Chargers didn't have Justin Herbert and they said we're going to trade uh both of our first-round picks for the next 2 years plus a couple third-rounders and fourth-rounders and trade our current quarterback, our tight end and whatever else to get Russell Wilson and be like, fuck yeah, do it. No, 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 Let me, let me help you. You would do that if the quarterback was Justin Herbert. <laughs> no. Yes. You would trade Justin Herbert for Russell Wilson. Yes. You're. You, you don't have to give up as many picks if you do that, but absolutely. I would. Russell Wilson is better than Justin Herbert. And no. I hate Russell Wilson. <laughs> what are you no. talking about? What are you talking about? 
Is okay. This, is this measurable? Okay, Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. Check. Uh-huh. Justin Herbert's been in the league for two years. Yeah. He's on a rookie deal. He's got a better arm. He's probably equally as mobile, has a higher mm, completion don't, don't percentage. Equally as mobile, right? Equally as mobile. No, he's not. I love this. I love this. This is such a Charger fan thing. I love this. Let's let's. <laughs> All right, well, we're fucking doing this, okay? Okay. <laughs> we so Justin Herbert's completion. Per- Actually, you know what? You know what? Justin Herbert's completion percentage was essentially one full point better than Russell Wilson's. I'll give you that. Okay. And how many yards did he throw for? Uh, quite a bit more. Okay. And touchdowns? More. Uh, yeah, but they had a better team. And it also, I think he played more games. Did Russell Wilson miss some games? And I don't know that. Yeah, he, I think he had thumb okay. surgery. Okay, yeah. that's that's correct. Actually, he got hurt against the Rams. Um, okay, so adjusted older. for games played, the yards and touchdowns are the same. Completion percentage is the same. Uh, here's one. How many picks did your boy throw? A few. That, that would be <laughs> 300% more than Russell Wilson threw on a notably worse team. Having said that, I will concede it is closer than I thought it was statistically. But you would still, well, here's the thing. Maybe you wouldn't. The Chargers are not on the cusp of the Super Bowl. So maybe you wouldn't trade Justin Herbert for him. Maybe that's fair. Right. Straight, in the, I don't in know. The, straight in the up, gra- might do a straight swap? Okay. I can. I can see that. A straight swap. How old is Russell uh, Wilson? Good question. He is 33. I mean, quarterbacks play until they're 40, 42 now. So. But he has, well, yeah, he's 33, 1988. Aaron Rodgers is 38. Oh, he married an older woman. Ciara is 36. Apparently he asked his teammates for advice on how to like ask her out. Do you know that? <laughs> Russell Wilson's a fucking goober. And I actually, I legitimately hate him. If you ask my wife, Hey, who is the sports? Who, who is the professional athlete? Your husband hates the most. She'd go the quarterback from Seattle. I guarantee you. <laughs> but um, uh, Justin Herbert is 10 years younger. He's 23 years old. I am not mad at him for dating Sierra. I'll say that. Cause she is. Very pretty. So Mar- Marlon Marais is fighting for what feels like the ninth time in 2022 already. Oh, God. <laughs> if it gets out of the first round, he's fucked. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much where we're at with him, isn't it? Uh, I mean, his... it's been that for a way for a while. Go to his last few fights for me. I... I feel mm-hmm. like he is on a card every other week. <laughs> and he hasn't fought since last year, which is yeah, funny. <laughs> and he didn't fight for quite some time before then. Am I, I, and you know what? I mix him up with Jose Aldo quite a bit. But. And that's the last person he beat. And it was in 2019. Yeah. Remember, they gave Aldo the title shot after that fight because, it, you know, there was there was a lot of controversy about who actually won that fight. And they gave the, the scorecards went to Marlon Marais, but after that fight, Aldo got the title shot against Jan and then lost. 
Burn. But I think he's gonna. I think um, Song Yudong has got a hype train behind him, mm-hmm. and uh, Marlon's getting old. Yeah, I like I like Yudong here. This is a good challenge for him too. I know you do, <laughs> and it is a good challenge for you. So the main event, <laughs> An- another good one though. Kinda. It is. Yeah. Hey, light heavyweights, and one of them <laughs> looks like a character from World of Warcraft. Do they? And the other one, do they just get in line for that beard and they just hand them out and they snap them on? It's Abe Lincoln beard. And by they, I mean <laughs> people from Russia. Yeah. Like when people get their black belt, is there a moment when some when Khabib walks up to you and puts his hand on your shoulder and goes, "You may stop shaving, my son. You are brother now." Or they shave so. their mustache off. They're like, "You must now shave mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you save the mustache now." <laughs> I hope that's what happens. Even if it's not, I hope that's how it goes. Yeah, Magomed, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. We'd love to have you on. Please, yes, we would. What do we got here? Because this is five and six at light heavyweight. Um, is this just another one of the Dagestani trains rolling through another weight class? Dude, I no. think so. You, yeah. Oh, you think Angolai is going to be the light heavyweight champion? No, I think he's going to beat Santo. I mean, I think oh, he's going to yeah. beat Santos. He has a uh, he has a skill set that will pose challenges. Um. You know, if we're thinking Yuri Prohoshka is the next guy at 205, Ankalaev could just pressure him and then smother him. Could. Could. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. Yeah. What's the line on this fight? Uh, I believe Ankalaev is the favorite right now, but a uh, massive favorite. Dude. Minus 450. <laughs> That makes me feel bad for Tiago. Yeah, like, me what too. If, like he he had a debatable fight with John. No, he, he did. Didn't. He did lose. <laughs> he fought John and didn't get embarrassed. It was not a debatable fight. This is like, <laughs> oh, it makes me angry. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the other folks who beat the shit out of Walker, mm-hmm. uh, Rakic, Ratchich, and the champ, mm-hmm. uh, and the champ beat him too. Or Ratchet beat the shit out of him. Uh, Texera beat the shit out of him. Uh, I think you're right, Ryan. Dude, I mean, if Ankalaev probably doesn't have the same type of game that Glover has, but you you know he's going to try and get to the same spot. And Santos, dude, he's not known for fighting off his back. So if he doesn't catch him coming in, ah, dude, he just I don't I don't like it for him. Semi the Jedi. That's his nickname, by the way. He, you know who he, this is a deep cut. <laughs> uh, just get in the car and go with me. Semi the Jedi is a terrible nickname. Uh, I mean, his last name's Semmelsberger. I mean, it's somewhat appropriate. Sure. He, you know Show who he respect. looks like? <laughs> you guys ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Okay, so not that picture. Go back to the, the like, lineup one. You know the episode where they're all finding their doppelgangers? He looks, right there, he looks like Barney Stinson dressed up as the cab driver. No. 
No, as the who's he playing? A doctor, not the cab driver. I, th- I want to say a doctor. He's playing like an OBGYN or something. Uh, that's who Matthew Semmelsberger looks like. You can Great. cut that whole thing out, but in my head, that's 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 what he looks like. Look at that! Look at that eight-inch reach disadvantage. <clears throat> I've never heard of AJ Fletcher. He's but the ghost. His, his torso doesn't look like it was built to go with his head. It doesn't. Is he called the ghost because he is black and white? And he has pants on in that picture. Weird. He doesn't have UFC pants. Who debut. gets ah, who debut. gets more content out of these images than we do? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nobody. You're saying this guy looks like that. I I think he looks like he could make MMA look so easy a caveman could do it. <laughs> okay let's go back that far Geico your boy Trevin Jones is fighting no no, like Trevin no, no that's Trevin Giles how dare you racist <laughs> and I don't care about this fight I like Miranda Maverick she's uh hey what's going on there you know what's going on with her face <clears throat> uh well she gets punched for a living she looks <laughs> she looks like mildly annoyed slash confused why does it do that why are you watching me fight that's the thing she's like mm, so you're gonna just stand there and look at me but she's also like a say, terrible nickname yeah fear the maverick good god come here fear the hey yo fear the I'm a why would fan. you fear a? why would you fear a maverick yeah aren't you supposed to like hop along with Meanwhile, the Colombian Queen, that's a pretty sweet name. See, I don't like it. It sound honestly, it sounds like the name of like a jungle cruise boat. The Colombian Queen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, see that at Disneyland, Colombia. Specifically Disneyland, just a boat that looks exactly like that that takes people on jungle cruises could be called the Colombian <laughs> yeah, Queen. We're on the Colombian Queen. Yeah. Look over there. All aboard. And like, why did they choose to spell queen in English, but they use the Colombian anglicized version? Like, it doesn't say Colombian. It says Colombian. Colombian. That's a fair question. Unless I've been spelling Colombia wrong for 37 mm. years. <laughs> I think you probably have. Yeah. And I was born spelling, if you were curious. <laughs> um, oh, no, man. I got to tell you. My mom is a pretty amazing lady. So is my stepmom. <laughs> uh, how is how are the happy newlyweds? Oh, they're they're doing great. Okay, they're good. doing great. They're happy. They'd love to see you. I'm sure. Um, yeah, but and Chris Moutinho. Now, is this his first fight back? Yes, it is. Is it? Yep. He's oh no, one. And I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. okay. Yeah, yeah. The only only fight he had was the d- demolition. <laughs> so this he, now chris is actually a favorite in this fight and um this guy on the right looks like his dad ready to beat the shit out of him for making his hair look that stupid fucking color so they both have animal chest tattoos yep you got that one that's a, a bull. bull over there on guido and this looks that's like a, a wolf it's yeah. a bear isn't it fuck is that why i think that... it's a bear it's a bear? I think so. I think it's a wolf uh, or a bear. 
<laughs> the I wolf mean, bear. It's a Chris wolf bear. the wolf bear Moutinho. What's the the South Park the man bear pig? It could be that man bear pig. Um, yeah. I honestly, so if you took their names and records away, and you just showed if you showed a thousand people these pictures, and you said these two men are going to fight, who's going to win? What percent chooses Chris Moutinho? Ninety nine. I would say less than five. Oh, Wait. Chris Moutinho. And then you, you, you hovered the cursor. Sorry. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, Chris yeah. Moutinho doesn't look like he fights. He just Literally looks like. Nobody would pick him no matter what their knowledge yeah. is. And even give them their first names. Who's going to win? Chris or Guido? <laughs> Guido. Hey. <laughs> this guy's got Ho in his last name and this guy's got Net in his last name. He's going to win. At 135. That's just a I'm, you know how little a guy that weighs 135 pounds is. Yeah, they're pretty tiny. Guido Canetti, and he's from Argentina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Are there a lot of Italian Argentinians? No, just Nazis. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. when did you when did you emigrate, sir? When did your family emigrate? <laughs> there, you know what though? There there is a argentinian italian crossover of sorts argentina is the italy of south america right (laughs) i'll declare it here on this show um reminds you of a boot so yes but hey the nazis also there were fascist italians who left as well that's right yeah and then the first fight we have is teflon (laughs) nunchuck versus hazmat (laughs) Yeah, hazmat. Thank you. I was thinking it, and I'm so glad you said it. Um, so let me see the full size picture here of Azamat, the professional. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, where do you guys think he's from? Like, like, be more on the nose, dude. Come on, dude. This guy still has his mustache. I'm calling shenanigans on this one. This hey. guy's not a real Russian. Any Russian who's called the professional is a is a real problem but <laughs> he has a significant size and reach disadvantage here mm-hmm. significant How, i've never heard of tafon injekwi Inge, all mm-hmm. due respect to his name this is a this is a heavy a light heavyweight fight uh, this will be uh, oh I see two twenty seven there. Yeah. What are they fighting at? Let's fight. They are fighting yeah, light at light heavyweight, heavyweight so hmm. he should be <clears throat> dropping down, and uh, that'll be interesting. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't know either of these guys. I'm always into you know undefeated and oh, nearly undefeated fighters coming in. Yeah, and this yeah. guy's from Cameroon. I mean, if he was mining sand with with Francis for. 10 years and you know what's weird look at like his torso similar structurally to francis's very much so we might see that we might and he's also got stretch marks so maybe he lost a lot of weight god damn it fucking computer zooms and in that's on people's his penis. crotches yeah he does have <laughs> stretch marks look at that smart huh. zoom is actually being obviously being programmed by a new team and they were all at Bride, based on zooming in on all the crotches here. Hmm. It's a kind oh. of a, a good night of fights. Free fights, right? Yeah. 
Saturday, March 12th at the Apex. So we're going to get some great sound, which is always fun. Yep. 6 p.m. Central. So what is that for a time frame? Like in Vegas, it'll be four is when this card starts. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 4, 4 p.m. Yeah. for main card. So that means we're getting the main event like right around 6 to 7. And prelims at like one, which is always fun. Always fun. Yeah. For you guys. <laughs> 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 I, I'm a, I'm in a different time zone. Yeah, it's sad. I did have a question for you. So, mm-hmm. and and maybe I'll throw this back in to, uh, to the beginning about with Jorge and Colby. I, I would have given Jorge round four, for that knockdown. Yeah, and standard his, scoring, right? And his really, really winning the last minute of round four. So my question for you guys is if somebody's totally dominant and blanketing on you for four minutes, and the second you guys stand up, you get fucking rocked. Does the first four minutes just not count anymore? And the, and the round was one because if it had continued for another five minutes without stopping, Masvidal might have finished it but uh or is that how the round should have been scored is the is the judge who made it 50 45 right or was it the judge who was 49 46 the guy was 50 44 yeah sure 50 there was a 50 to 44 so he thought there were two 10 8 rounds uh-huh okay well he was wrong um although there was one fight where there was a 30 to 25 was that the bryce mitchell one uh yeah they uh, yes that there was were, right i felt there was a round where edson literally threw two strikes and yes. both missed <laughs> yes uh that you could i want to hear ryan's take on this before i give mine mm. for which the scoring the the colby masvidal yeah the score so going back to aaron's original question if yeah. you're laying on pressuring somebody for four minutes and they gets back to the feet and you immediately get cracked. Um, and are in trouble. For the I rest still think of the round. it's, it's situational for sure. I mean, that's my official stance on it. I only thought Masvidal won one round in that fight. Was it the fourth? Because if it is, you agree. With me. <laughs> uh, yes, because I do think that's more effective, right? Because it, it presents more danger, more more a higher percentage to potentially finish the fight, as opposed to what what Colby is doing, which is essentially controlling the fight and not really threatening at all to finish it, whereas. Jorge, right, he has to, but that's that's also his skill set as well, where he has a, a bigger opportunity to to finish a fight, whereas Colby is essentially just taking everybody to the distance, utilizing the skill set, which is smart. Everything he does is very calculated. The way he acts, who he calls out, how he fights people with volume, puts his cardio on them, controls all of that, but he does not really ever threaten anybody to finish fights. 
Yeah, he wants to win the game, not yes. win the fight. He doesn't want to kick your ass like like Masvidal might, right? He's an athlete yeah. and a wrestler, but maybe not a street fighter. No, I think not you're right. Not a brawler. Uh, that's the that's the way he's uh that's the way he that's the way he's projecting himself. I was like, is it Santa? No, I think it's one of my dogs. So I'm right there with you. I have so I look at it this way. I don't struggle as much on a one round decision, but if we extrapolated the five rounds of an MMA fight to say like the 60 minutes of a football game or you know, the 48 minutes of a basketball game, that would be the equivalent of a team being up by 15 or so in basketball. And then somewhere at the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter, the team that's down by 15 goes on a run and scores like 12 unanswered points. And it's like, okay, well, but they were losing the whole game. Are they really the better team? Assuming they come back and win, which, but obviously in my analogy and in, reality Masvidal did not come back and win that fight um in an individual round I think it just I think maybe we I think we have a tendency just as a fan community and judges of overvaluing knockdowns but I think it should be I think one knockdown is equivalent to like four minutes of ground control because to Ryan's point a knockdown is harder and it's more dangerous that he could have stopped the fight there. There was a chance. Jorge Masvidal hits you square in the jaw. There's a real chance you're not getting up. I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, Colby did, and he was okay. But Colby was there. Was never a point, and I watched every second of that fight where it was like, "Oh, Colby's going to finish him right here." It was that never happened? So yeah, he won the fight, and I'm mm. handily no no problem. What forty nine forty five? You said forty nine forty six. What did the judge have for Colby Masvidal? Yeah. 50 45, that's 50 dumb. 44, and 49 46. It's, it's, for me, it's 49 46. It's, it's four <laughs> 10 nines for Colby and one 10 nine for Masvidal. That's what this, the kind of the consensus has been. And, and I think that's where it is. I just thought it was very interesting that two judges gave Colby that entire round, despite the, based on what you're talking about. And it didn't, it shouldn't have surprised me. But because I give more value to the knockdown also. I mean, to some degree, right? But it's just, it's a trade. A knockdown, you know, I don't know if it's exactly four minutes, but a knockdown is worth a lot of ground control time. They're never, the referee is going to get involved with a knockdown when he has to stop the fight. He's going to get involved with ground control if he needs them to actually do something, right? He's going to put them back on their feet and make them work. So, I, I don't know. It, it is weird. It would have been weird if Jorge had won the fight on that because he he so clearly was not winning <laughs> at any point before then. But, yeah. you know, that's the nature of this game. Yeah. And right now we're saying, hey, Jorge doesn't have the wrestling to get it done. And if he had won, we would say Colby doesn't have the striking to get it done. You know, he would have, if he had got knocked out, we would have yeah. said, all right, he's got to work on that. No, that's a really fair point because the alternative is okay you can wrestle a guy and hold him down but you can only do that for so long and you're giving him 25 minutes to try to connect with you once it's the Derek lewis argument mm-hmm. 
and and still kind of even though not as much in recent memory the francis argument you can dance with him you can do whatever you want to do try to hold him down try to keep your space like cyril gone did a great job managing respecting francis's distance right <laughs> he really did he didn't win the fight but he did a good job managing distance especially in the first two rounds which he did win the first two rounds i thought so mm-hmm. yeah you can hold hold jorge masvidal down as much as you can but if he hits you you're playing with fire if you're gonna play if you're gonna fight him that way so i don't really have a problem with it Nah. Love it. Who wins the, uh, who wins the, I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance award this week. Wow. That's pretty neat. I respect your distance. I, I can't give it out cause I'm biased. Okay. Okay. It's real journalism folks. You only get that here on the pretty neat podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think what Dom wants to say, I think I agree with him. If I'm picking his brain, it's definitely Kayla Harrison choosing. Oh. <laughs> it's Kayla Harrison. Yeah. I think you're pretty neat because you chose pretty much assuredly making millions of dollars for however many years you now agreed to fight for the PFL with hopefully a likely added negotiation that you can cross promote, which means you'll probably get to fight cyborg, right? If that ever comes to fruition, I think you have a real chance for that as well. And I, I respect it. And whose distance is she respecting? The UFCs. The, the, o- the only man who can beat her is Jeff Nowitzki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to be a great way to end the episode. <laughs> It's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? <laughs> Violence really.